it's been a it's been a hot minute <laughs> since we've since we've knacked. Yeah. Welcome to episode five of the Knack. Great to have you join us. In today's episode, we cover sports that money can't even entice you to play. We then look at picking the perfect partner for a social sporting environment. And then we look at a niche sport coming out of Finland where only couples can compete before we move on to one of Australia's most decorated soccer coaches. Hope you enjoy the listen. Wording. Wordy topic. Yeah, okay. It's probably going to require you to think a bit here. This is good. I mean, so this week I've gone with something that I thought about. I think I was. I think because it's been so cold. You know, <laughs> yeah. Just the weather's kind of yeah, got me yeah. in this mindset of. Yeah. Essentially, is there a sport that you could that you would play for a, like professional season? Mm. And you get all of the, you know, you compete, you get all the things. Is there a sport essentially that you would not do that you were paid to do? So if you're getting paid, mm. if you're getting paid to play a sport, would there be a sport where you just go flat out refuse to not do it and you're getting paid to do it? Mm. Any sport. I mean, maybe Buzkashi. <laughs> but even then, like if you're getting paid yeah. to do that. Yeah, it could be a bit of fun. You know? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't. I don't really have a. I don't really have a number in mind here of mm. like how much money. But I mean, look. Because I, I guess it does depend. On, like it's on, on the money. Yeah. Just trying to think. Because you'd have to be paid a certain amount to like if the sport's dangerous. Do you yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. like ski jumping. <laughs> you want to be. You want to be paid. I mean, those people probably aren't paid that yeah, much. Yeah. True. But you want to. You'd want to be like I'd want to be paid. A lot more money to do ski jumping yeah. than to play tennis. Yeah, of course. You know, because it's. But it's, let's let's assume. Let's put an assumption in here. Yeah. Okay. I know we don't like doing this. <laughs> That's cool. But let's you assume yeah. that you are capable. Like oh, you're okay. capable so you of, can of competing. Right, right, right. It. It's a big hypothetical here. But let's assume mm. you're capable. And does the weather come into it? Because you would avoid cold. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what kind of got me thinking about it. <laughs> oh, sport I'd I'd avoid. Just anything, anything like, like skydiving, you know, wingsuiting, those sorts of things, just because surely, or free climbing, free you climbing. know, or like, yeah. you know, sport climbing. But let's just, let's assume that you're capable of free climbing. So I can actually free climb. You can free climb. And I'm getting like, paid to do it. It'd be pretty good to get paid for it. It's more around, is there a sport that you just flat out don't enjoy doing? Don't enjoy doing. That you would not receive money for? Mm-hmm. On the assumption that you're capable, there's a lot of like. You yeah, know, no, it's good. Uh, to be honest, like, no, then, you no. know, if if I'm capable yeah. and I'm getting paid, well, yeah, I'd do anything. Wow, <laughs> not anything, but I'd play any sport. Okay, interesting. I think uh, unless a sport comes to mind, well, what's what are your thoughts? So I had a so I had a thought of the, the initial kind of train of thought for me was mm. it's cold, like you know, these cold mornings, it's tough, you know. And it's, it's actually ironic because I enjoy surfing and going in the water yeah. when it's cold still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I would not get paid to row. Yeah. Like, and I know rowing is, there's so many like benefits to rowing and it's such a good sport. And mm. I enjoy watching rowing. But just as a personal 
It's a grind. Thing. It's it's a grind. Like yeah. I think I'm too lazy for it. And you early mornings. <laughs> early mornings cold. cold and like you know. Oh, you know, you know when you're like of, early morning and you don't get wet properly when no, you grow. You just no, get little annoying get splashes. You know, it's like, it's like you've got your dad doing these ones at you with cold water. <laughs> you know, back in the day when you were young, I might have did it to me anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, that's true. Rowing is a hard one. But again, like if you're getting paid, so is, is it is it better to get up at four a.m. Yeah, to get on the water and just cough for it. money than. But my know. whole thing was, I'm not in, not going to enjoy doing it. Yeah, it's you true. Know? Even it's though I'm true. getting paid, yeah, I'm not going to enjoy it. And I think the other probably rowers out there that, who don't enjoy it. Yeah, probably. You know, but I can like I like it's, it's such a good sport for you know yeah. teams yeah. and you know there's so much to it. It's satisfying as well. Yeah, it's oh god, yeah. Activity. And you've and you you work hard. You, oh yeah, like, gotcha. you work hard. Gotcha. But I think the other sport that I would not be paid to do uh, would be like cycling, like <laughs> road cycling. Do it a France. Like these, like you're sitting on a bike for seven hours. Yeah. Riding up and down hills. I guess the downs are good aspects, but yeah, you get to cruise. But like going up a hill on a bike. And just road cycling in general. And it's just you. It's just, yeah. It's hard. I guess it would depend. Like, would you would you row and road cycle for a million bucks a year? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's and really there's special. no conditions on... You don't have to win or train. No. You just have to do it. You just have to do it. You just have to survive. I think if there's... Yeah, obviously the money side of things come yeah. into it. But I think, I think you have to just be paid it's the average, yeah. it's the average yeah, salary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. The average salary, let's say. Yeah. And I don't think I'd take that up. What about velodrome? Like, are you the team pursuit? You're in a team. Oh, I could do velodrome, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it's just I the think road I could cycling. I do velodrome. Because uh, your bikes are, the, don't your bikes have to be the exact same? It's kind of yeah, just yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could probably do that. And it's a bit more and exciting. I'm not, you don't have to, I'd have to worry about a hill. I'm just imagining you. Getting getting to your cusp on the amount that gets you to do it, but you're just like getting so annoyed, like looking at this hill and the French house. You know, how do you approach it? Do you go low gears and then just sit down and just kind of pedal up really quickly, or do you stand up you know, think, on the bike? I think you stand up and you do the whole the whole wobble, the whole thing. wobble thing. Like, but that's the thing is this, and and they're on the bike for so long, mm. Mm. and you're just sitting down. Yeah. You know what? Individual sports I would struggle. Individual yeah. sports I yeah. don't enjoy. Yeah. I think I could do rowing just because you're in a team. Yeah. And if you like your teammates, yeah. you know, you can kind of do anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, individual sport would be tough, especially if... Because it's t- a sport like cycling. It's not like you... You know, it's not like... What is it? Like lawn bowls or... Tennis, individual sports, where you kind of, you know, it's not your whole day. Yeah. If you're a road yeah. cyclist, you're on the road alone the whole time, eight hours yeah. a day. And I get it socially, like I get it why people do it, so you know, socially. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, that's good. It's good to get out and about. But there, you know, that's a, again, it's a three-hour yeah, bike ride. And for leisure. Yeah. And for leisure. And you have a chat at a Whereas cafe. Whereas professionally, yeah. At the you, end, you're coming in, you're getting off at, you know, day four. Yeah. And you're sleeping, you know, yeah, just in a random place, getting hooked up to your ear. Yeah, and then what if, and then shot. like you could like come off, <laughs> yeah, you true. know, if you get clipped from behind, come off, yeah, yeah, into the gutter, 
then you're riding with maybe like a fraction arm. Yeah, and you got surgery coming you're, up. You know, like but you want to finish the race. Towards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, health insurance. <laughs> so it was actually very fascinating. I. I think I've, I've probably obviously had more time to think about this than you. No, it's it's good. I'll definitely. So, it's um, I'm sure there are sports. It's just hard to get over the fact that you're getting paid to play a sport I or know. do a sport. Yeah. Um, but I am thinking about team sports, individual ones. I would struggle with, like a lot, not all of them, but some of them. Like cycling would be hard. Like Tour de France. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just it's just an absolute grind. Yeah, but like again, you just you're getting money. Actually, you know what? There is one. There is one. Okay. Horse riding. You could not oh. pay me $10 million to become equestrian or dressage. I, ca- I just I can't stand horses. Horses? Yeah, just not a horse fan. And just the idea of horse riding. Yeah. Racing, whatever. I could maybe be a jockey. But dressage, equestrian, not a chance. Is that because you're scared of horses? I'm a little bit scared of horses. Yeah. Um, I mean, I am. But I could probably see... I could probably kind of get over that. Yeah, I just couldn't take it seriously. <laughs> and also, it just—it's just a nothing sport. <laughs> I don't get it. It's like the animals doing more than the human. Yeah. They just kind of sit there. Yeah, I'd feel—I'd feel like a fraud that I'm not transferring the horse half the money. You know, <laughs> maybe they do. Yeah, maybe they do. <laughs> They're probably well looked after. Get new hooves. Or what are they called? Hooves. <laughs> 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 a new mane every year, but th- but that's a golden mane. I know, yeah. So I know, you know, like, so you wouldn't be paid to sit on a horse. I don't think so. I just couldn't do it. I just I don't understand it. Okay. It to me, it's a little bit like F one. It's like not a real sport. <laughs> like it's it's not it's not human versus human. Yeah. It's, it's kind of you're adding all these other yeah elements and things into it. Um, having said that, I could do F one. Okay. I could be paid to do F1. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people... Because you're just sitting in a car. But again, like, that's it's quite dangerous. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. That it's is quite, true. I, would you argue that F1's more dangerous than... Temperature's not an issue, though. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, surely F1's more dangerous. Actually, yeah. you know what? But horse riding, like, racing. You hear about people dying... Mate. People dying coming off horses, too. Seriously. Horses are... Like, if you come off a horse in a race... Yeah. And you've got five other horses behind you motocross like could you do motocross yeah. like that's dangerous I could do motocross you could do motocross yeah, yeah, I could get paid yeah, be good if I was that. capable well true we're, we're capable we're capable I keep forgetting remember, that we're capable know, we're capable yeah yeah no definitely not horse dressage and equestrian out for me okay. no, you, you just okay. Okay. I'm not doing that for an average salary <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> they're probably yeah that's probably that's probably the main one I just it just doesn't make sense to me that you have yeah. like no, why fair. why as a person riding a horse, uh, yeah. I guess I guess there is a lot to sort of directing the horse. Yeah, there is. But, you, know? you know, if the horse decides one day that it doesn't want to partake, yeah, you, you're not going to be. That's, that's probably half the battle. You know, getting the horse yeah. up for it. I guess you know, treating it right, giving them more than maybe half the salary. Yeah, true. Like you know, the horse yeah. might know oh, I'm not getting paid enough here. Maybe horse owners with good well-being plans. Yeah. <laughs> Look up. That could be a market there. <laughs> look after their horses. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, that's a. It's an interesting one. Because obviously, people get so many people get paid to play sport. Yeah, but like you know, it's yeah. it's it's one of those things as someone who's never been paid to play sport. You know, it would be really interesting. So say, obviously, obviously, 
someone who's competing in dressage yeah. and someone who's you know a soccer player in yeah. the English Premier League yeah. the salaries are yeah. you know night and day yeah. I wonder how many footballers in the English Premier League would do it for an average salary do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like would they put up with yeah. all the crap that they have to cop just for just for an average salary 100 grand a year question like would they do it you know imagine saying to you know Cristiano Ronaldo you're just as famous you're just as you know all this stuff but you're only getting an average salary like I wonder if I wonder if you do it you know does he just put a suit on and go get a marketing job (laughs) (laughs) he'd probably you know make more money out of the marketing job yeah true with all his followers with all his followers and stuff than a hundred grand a year because I reckon there's I reckon there's so many more athletes that that because it's weird, the sport's one of those things where we assume that it's like the dream job and yeah. that everyone doing it absolutely yeah. loves it, but a lot of them just treat it like a job. Just treat it like a job. And well, so, like, maybe they wouldn't it do it every day. They have to get up every yeah. day and do it, yeah, like yeah. everyone else. Yeah. The only thing that I would say is that it's interesting that you say if Ronaldo had to do it because obviously he's so much better than everyone else. Yeah. Or, yeah. Than, or he was so much better than, yeah. you know, he was yeah. number one. Yeah. You know, is there. How does someone then, you know, if you get two people in the same corporate job mm. doing the, ex- you know, the exact same thing and one person's much better, mm. they're probably not getting paid that much more, if anything, yeah. than, yeah. you know, the other person next to them who they're better than. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which is interesting. It is interesting. I guess, yeah, it's, yeah it is. I mean, imagine soccer, imagine being in a team and you're all on the average salary yeah. that, that Ronaldo is like looking at, you know, I don't know, Roy Kent, for example. <laughs> And going, mate, how are we on the same amount of money? And the team's like, well, this is just how the structure works, guys. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it all goes. The motivations of people. Because obviously, you know, if you know that you're getting paid less than someone like a marquee player Mm. and you're doing better, a better job. Yeah. And if there's like a promotion system, like a commission base. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you get paid per goal or something, or per defensive. There probably stop. should be more commission stuff in sport, like oh, lower, 100%. lower the actual like amount yeah. of income you're earning. As, might, as it, a might, it might be good for sport to, to exactly. take on this approach. Yeah, well, it's all just becoming a business anyway. Like we can get yeah, we, no, we can't. Do we that can't today. do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not today. It'd be a four-hour episode. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting that the temperature was the thing that that brought this topic on. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I think horse riding for me is okay. the main. This is the main one that comes to mind. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, They're big animals. Yeah, and scary, really scary. <laughs> Got knocked off a horse when I was young, and I just oh, haven't looked, haven't looked well, back. There you go. That's you know, probably, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so you're not paying me. Yeah, fair enough. Paying me to get back onto one of those things. Fair enough. <laughs> um. All right. Well, moving on. All right. So my topic. So um, my topic was spurred by a conversation I've been having with a number of our mates over the last, to be honest, over the last three or four years, but a lot over the last few weeks. And it's about the criteria for a great teammate. (laughs) And the context is not professional sport. Yeah. It's in, you've got a group of guys that are rocking up to a field and you've got a number of activities planned. (laughs) What's, what, what are you looking for in a teammate in that environment? Okay. Like what's your, you know, do you have a set criteria? What are the things that you go, yeah, I want that guy on my yeah. team? Okay. So, yeah. I think because it's not, um, like no one's obviously getting paid here. It's all mm. just out of pure want to be there. Yeah, yeah. You have to have buy-in. 
Yeah. First and foremost. Player buying. You know, you have to have buying and and just a like someone who's you know Mm. who's gonna be just going the entire time. Yeah. And no matter whether you're losing by fifty in whatever you're doing or Mm. whatever, they're gonna still, you know, just keep going. Not lose interest. That's number one. I think then you've got to look at the physical factors. You know? <laughs> you've got to, you've really got to take in the physical factors. Uh, and engine. Yeah, engine. You know? like, <laughs> engine. Who's got the best engine? Because yeah. if you're going for, you know, yeah, 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 all day, you want someone who's going to be putting in effort. And do you think about the mental engine, or are you just talking about the physical? Well, probably both. The physical. Yeah, that, that that would encompass both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, because. Physically, you've got to be, you know, obviously you've got to be there, you know, yeah. physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but mentally, I think that kind of comes with the buying, you know. The yeah, kind of, yeah, 100%. That, that, mental, that mental side of things. Yeah. Because people are going to naturally go through, you know, ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. Ups and downs, you know, <laughs> activities, <laughs> you know, peaks and troughs throughout the day. Yeah. And you've, you've got, you've, it's so easy because, because you, it's, you know, what are you playing for? You know, probably yeah. just, you know, a bit of pride. A bit of pride, yeah. That's all. You Bragging need someone rights. who's going to be able to, yeah. you know, be able to push the boundaries there. Yeah. So you want like a foundation of competitiveness then? Yeah, yeah. You have to be competitive. Yeah. Have a competitive nature and then you, and then sort of the physical attributes. Yeah. Um, of, you know, and then, and then I think you kind of have to look at then athleticism, mm. you know, what what do they bring to the table? Mm-hmm. You know that maybe that you can't. Yeah, true. You know, team and that's, fit. You know, team fit. And so, what 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 are my strengths? Mm. We, we don't want someone who's maybe you know, we we both do this. You know, yeah. are good at the same thing. Yeah. Um, or however many people are on the team. Yeah. You know, and then and then I think you, you've. I think um, I don't know. I think it's interesting about like you know the. The camaraderie side of things, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. how close you are with that person, yeah, yeah. or plays a part. You know, it does play a part. But I think you have that same buy-in. Yeah, yeah. You, you both know that you're there to do a job, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and you kind of see past that. <laughs> what see past what? The, like the fact that you might not be, you know, as close. Oh yeah, sorry. Off the yeah, field yeah, yeah. Or you can get the, the buy-in field. without being close. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably the. The key mm. things for me. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think yeah, it's a, it's a funny one because obviously, you know, it can it can just but as soon as you lose that buy-in, yeah, like it's, it's just over. It's, it's over because it's, it's just over. it's essentially social. Yeah, yeah. You know, and people as soon as you leave that competitive edge, and you lose interest. Yeah. Well, a lot of it's self-driven. So yeah, you know what I mean. Well, the th- like say, say for example, you're paired with someone who you don't know very well. How yep. do you how do you create that buy-in? In a short time frame. Yeah, it's a good question. Do you know, like, how, what do you tap into? You probably got to try and identify what their, you know, what their strengths are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. Do you have a chat about that? Or yeah, I think, you, I think. Or are you identifying this in warm-ups? I think you've both. Yeah. You could say, you know, you know, put put me out to the right here or something like yeah, that because yeah, that's yeah. where I'm good, or yeah, yeah. and just you know hope that they can deliver. Yeah. Because um, the knowledge of the of people's tendencies is really crucial yeah, yeah. because yeah. I think I think you can obviously you'll obviously mesh once you start winning yeah, you know, yeah, yeah winning yeah. the winning factor is is such a you know yeah, yeah. infectious um, mm. you know infectious thing yeah that once you know you look at like any teams or any pairs or people mm. they're winning they're happy yeah you know yeah 
So I think once you get that buy-in mm. of like you you can if you start to win early, winning early is probably pretty key. Yeah. Because if you if you go down early and you don't really know someone very well, mm. is that like how do you how do you overcome that? What's a what's a what's a tactic to overcome that? Well, this is the thing. Like I think it comes down to knowing the person as well as yeah. much as knowing their strengths. Yeah. Because obviously there's people who when they don't win, they get really low. Yeah. And there's other people who when they don't win, they can kind of stay involved. So I think, um, I think, I think tapping into those kind of intrinsic motivations yeah. is really important. Things separate from winning, um, especially if you don't know somebody. Yeah. Because like you said, like you could be paired with somebody who's, yeah. like you might, you might, the both, the two of you might just not be good enough to win. Yeah. And that comes, that you know, that's yeah. that's got yeah. something you got to yeah. accept. Um, and so, how do you how do you enjoy the rest of the day, yeah. knowing that you're probably not a chance? Um, that's that's something to think about. <laughs> <as well. laughs> I, think, I think you've also got to like. There's a fine line between coming across like too much and then putting them off, mm, mm. or you know, person A coming across yeah. as you know, like being too competitive and too yeah. into it, yeah, yeah, and yeah, person yeah. B kind of going, oh, well, what what's the point, like. You know, that can yeah. put them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you talk what do you talk about? Do you talk about non sport stuff? You know, non activity yeah. stuff. I think you've got to get to know them. Yeah. I think you've got to ask them how often they've played this sport. Yeah. Um, if they enjoy it. Yeah. Um, because if if they don't enjoy it, you've got to try to find out what yeah. they do enjoy. What did you do last night? Yeah, what did you do like last that? night? Like what, what's your favourite joke? <laughs> <laughs> try and make it a bit um Any kids. Yeah. <laughs> Try and make it a bit, uh, a bit away from the sport, so you can yeah. you can get a bit of buy in there, because like naturally you're not gonna, everyone's different. Yeah, it might, it might not motivate somebody to mm. to mm. want to dominate. Yeah. You know, someone, you know, what if you're with a teammate who likes to be close? So just yeah. the drama factor comes in, and they start throwing points <laughs> <laughs> when you get close to an outcome. So yeah, it's interesting. And what do you say? What do you think you say if you know that this person's, you know, they've, they're, they're gone. They've, they're mentally, yeah. physically not there. Yeah. They've, you know, they've let, you could say left the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mentally, but physically they're still there, yeah. obviously. I think you've just got to change your, your rhetoric to work on continuous improvement. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to be thinking about the next event. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've lost, or, or maybe you, yeah, maybe you take a selfish approach and you work on parts of your game. Yeah. <laughs> Next, like if you see that your teammates, for whatever reason, yeah. has just left the field mentally. Yeah. Maybe you go, all right, well here we are. This is this is the situation. Um, I'm just going to work on my my left foot kick, you know, and and, and continuously improve for the for the next event. That could also create reverse buy-in in a way. Yeah. They see that you're just working on something. You're taking the piece. You yeah. could come together. You yeah, know? it's true. It's true. And they see that. And so like the, sometimes the if the thing is like sometimes if you take those things a bit too seriously, you can throw people off. Yeah, yeah. And that's when um, the fine line. The theme of continuous improvement can really help yeah. <laughs> because it it creates like a longer term goal yeah. beyond the goal. Beyond the goal. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Yeah, like, it'll be obviously you know we we see it. Yeah. Well, you can see it. It's it's see it everywhere. Something I always watch when we do these days is everybody's initial reaction when they know who their partner is. Yeah. You can really you can really get a sense of what you're going to get from that yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, you can see all the time like people get paired with someone that you know they don't think yeah. is going to give them a chance yeah. and instantly their head drops. They don't want to look at the person. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas when they're paired with someone they think they're a chance with, they stand up, yeah. they might give them a high five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a few like, let's go. Yeah, you know? yeah, a few let's goes. Come on. <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's excitement. Yeah, it's funny. Well, yeah, look, I mean, all fascinating. Yeah. All fascinating yeah. observations and... Yeah. I'm sure, like, literally everyone does it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, you, you, it's, like, not human nature to not do it. No, no. Um, I guess, yeah, interesting topics this week, Mike. Yeah. Look, like, good, quite quite in-depth, detailed. Yeah, quite deep dives. Deep, deep dives. dives. Trench. Uh, in, in speaking of deep diving, <laughs> let's go into our, uh, our niche sport yeah. this week. Um... And I mean, you 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 found this one. You saw this. I actually somebody told me about this at a you, wedding. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's how. Oh, that's, wow. how it, that's how it came to be. Have they? Did that person do this sport? No, no, no. They just uh, listened to the knack <laughs> and, <laughs> and gave. Come on. And told me about this niche sport. So here we are doing it. That's um, awesome. The sport is wife carrying. Yeah, okay. Um, and it's a Finnish sport. Yeah. Although it's been dominated by the Estonians uh, of late, they've had a world championship in wife carrying since 1997. Yeah. And interestingly enough, the world record is still held from the year 2000, and okay. times seem to be getting slower. Slower. Um, is that is that because do you think they've made it harder, or are we just getting fatter? <laughs> yeah, it could be both. It could be both. You know, but like it looks like the course is the same every time. So it's always two hundred and fifty-three meters, yep. fifty-three and a half meters. Yeah, and the track has always has two dry obstacles and a water obstacle. Okay, about one meter deep. So you've got to carry. So that's deep. Yeah, that's what? pretty deep. Like With... that, that comes up to like yeah. mid hip for yeah. some people. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe tall people go better in this in this event. I actually don't know what the body shape is. Um, so there's a few rules here if you want me to yeah. read them out. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for so, um, length is 253.5 meters, two dry obstacles, a water obstacle. The wife to be carried may be your own or the neighbors, <laughs> or you may have found her further afield. The only question, uh, question. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. what do they mean by neighbours like literally your neighbour that you live next door to well, I th- yeah I think so like it's such a I guess it's opposite it's open... pretty pretty yeah pretty open criteria yeah. and also or you may have found her further afield like I don't, I don't even know what that means yeah. like, what, is there like an, so maybe they you know don't they have to do? be your wife I wonder if there's a yeah they don't have to be your wife right I think they have to be a wife oh so they have to be married I think someone. so and right, then okay. I wonder if there's like an app in Finland where you can find a wife for the competitions. <laughs> Maybe there's a market there. For that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she must be 17 years of age or over or older. Um, and the minimum weight is 49 kilos okay. of the wife. And if she's lighter than 49 kilos, she has to carry a rucksack containing additional weight. <laughs> to get to that. To, 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 get, to, the, to get to the threshold. Um, okay. One of the rules is all participants must enjoy themselves. That's a great rule. <laughs> That's a great, That's a great rule. rule. That's a great. That's rule. already you know a good sport. Yeah, and great um, intentions. Yeah, and essentially you pick your wife up, 
or somebody else's wife or your neighbor's wife or a wife <laughs> perhaps you found on an app <laughs> and, further afield yeah and you run uh, you carry her off the ground at all times to the end of the course wow so I'm actually just reading here really niche it's it's very interesting and they really do promote the like you know have everyone has to have fun because yeah, they yeah. do the most there's a prize for enter, most entertaining couple mm. I don't know how that's judged yeah you know that's quite a great area like yeah. what do you do that's entertaining you know you know what I mean like do you do a little trick in the water or something like that <laughs> the the strongest carrier so how how can you be the strongest carrier is that like determined by how Just, heavy yeah. your wife is. Oh pretty, yeah, like, true. That's pretty like that's tough. Because you can't be the strongest carrier if you have the lightest wife. Yeah, exactly. And then the best costume. <laughs> There's prizes for all of those. But like, yeah, I mean, you've you've got to, I mean, kind of based on the topic we were just talking about there, you've got to know what the couple values here. Yeah. Like, if you want to win, you probably don't want to enter the best costume. No. Uh, category. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting actually and I'm just reading here so <laughs> the prize have you seen the prizes for this mm. what you win no no so, so the prize what you win is your wife's or you know the wife's mm. weight in beer oh really so, so they sit them <laughs> you, the, the wife will get seated on a like a seesaw kind of thing or like a, a plank yeah and until they balance out the weight in beer with the wife is that's what you win yeah 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 so you know that's a lot of beer that's a lot of beer 49 kilos at least yeah yeah at least at minimum least. minimum how much is a case of beer like how much is a case of beer weigh you reckon oh like 12 like, kilos yeah you reckon I don't know maybe maybe I was gonna say less maybe less yeah maybe actually like, yeah not 12 kilos maybe like 8 to 10 maybe or something yeah, I don't know yeah. maybe less than that is a litre of is a litre a kilo I think so. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, probably like five kilos. I mean, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot of beer. That's a lot of beer. Like that's lasting you a long time. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like, yeah. That's like nine cases of beer nearly. It's saying here that the sport originated when young men from neighbouring villages would abduct women to forcibly marry them. This is where it comes wow. from. Wow. So it's kind of got a Buzkashi feel. I was about to say, it's got a bit of a Buzkashi, a very civil way of, okay. of, um, of fixing those issues. And these wives were, all, were carried on the backs of the young men who were referred to as the practice of wife stealing. Wow. Um, and it says, you know, the sport is often considered a joke. However, competitors take it very seriously, just like any other sport. The thing I find fascinating, and I'm just trying to think about this, if I was ever to compete in this, there's three there's three key carrying styles. There's yep. the piggyback, obviously, yep. which you've all done. The fireman's carry, yep. which is over the shoulder. Or the Estonian style. Which seems to be which, the most common. Yeah, seems to be the, the one that people use if they want to win. Yeah. The most efficient, which is the wife's legs are over your shoulders and head is facing down yep. your back. Yeah. Um. And it looks like you're not allowed to put your arms over your wife's legs. So she has to hold, she has on, to hold on around to you, you. And your arms have to be free. Right. Wow. So Arms free. Yeah. Jeez. You'd have... Like, surely... And then you get a good grip. Because you're going through water obstacles. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's... It's... 
it's an it's impressive and i'm just having a look here at the times they're um they're pretty quick times yeah like considering it's a 250 meter track mm. like they're all sort of seven uh sorry 60 seconds yeah you know like that's pretty impressive mm. So the world record is held by a couple, Margot Usorg and Birgit Ulrich from Estonia. And I'm just looking here, Margot has won five world titles. Wow. And he has had three different pairings. Okay. So whether whether he's had three wives or whether he's picking... Like we said before, yeah. you don't have to further do field. Your yeah, she could be further, further field. field. <laughs> yeah, like I see, because yeah, he won two world championships with Birgit Ulrich originally, which one of them, which is the world record. Yeah, and then in two thousand three, he was with Egil Sol, um, and then Sandra Kulas. Sandra. So oh. you know, has did Birgit just you know lose her grip strength? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's funny to see. There's 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 some key names in the world championships who have won lots. Like Tiasto Mitien has won six. Wow. With uh, so is that the male Tiasto? Yeah, Tiasto's the male. So he won five in a row with Christina Happenen. Right. And then had a almost ten year hiatus, and then came back with Katya Kovanen another woman so maybe it's a remarriage maybe it's further afield who knows do you think that that's like a prerequisite for him if he's remarrying that she has to you know compete with him it's a deal breaker if she doesn't if she doesn't work maybe that's why they broke up in the first place yeah true the original couple yeah you know maybe it was maybe he was trying to go from fireman's carry to Estonia (laughs) and she wasn't you know she didn't want to be Estonian she didn't want to she didn't want to yeah well, there you go. Uh, I'm having a look here. The World Championships are being held uh, this June, actually. Yeah, okay. Um, What's it, soon? 30 June, yeah. In, in Finland? In Finland. Um, in Finland, 30 June to the 1st of July. Yeah, wow. Um, and so Tiasto is defending in his crown. One, two, three, four, five. Well, I mean, I'm not even going to try and pronounce this. Sonka Javi. Sonka Javi. Yeah. I've completely mispronounced that. So apologies to any uh, Finnish people that we've offended. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, there you go. Life carrying sport, niche sport. Mm. Maybe we'll, um, you know, if you're out there, try an Estonian carry, see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Could be a new tactic. Good practice. You know, if you need to ever carry your wife somewhere. (laughs) It seems to be the most efficient way. Yeah, it does. Um, well, I guess, as always, the last segment here, Mike, mm. um, is the credit credit athlete, we call it, but mm. I guess to that, this week's a bit of an exception. A bit of an exception, yeah. In terms of athlete. Mm. Um, we've, we've decided to give our credit to Ange Postacoglu, mm. the new... Tottenham Hotspurs coach, former Australian uh, A League coach and Socceroos coach. He's he's a pretty special guy by the sound of things. Mm. Um, and he's he essentially I think the, the most the biggest theme out of it all is that he he wins. Yeah. Wherever he goes. Yeah. 
which is obviously going to be interesting to see how he goes with Tottenham yeah. in the AP, in the APL. Um, but he he seems to win. I'm just having a look here. He's you know won sort of I think three A League championships. What yeah. did you say before? He's he's, he's got... he has the well the Brisbane Raw when he was coaching had the longest undefeated undefeated streak in Australian sporting history with 36 games. Like <laughs> that's wins and draws. Yeah. Um, and he obviously rose. He came. He's pr- he's actually probably only been in the mainstream sports media in the last few years coaching yeah. Celtic because yeah. they're a big Scottish team. So um, they did pretty well in the Europa and the Champions League. So yeah. he's um, he's got a lot of traction from that. And the first Australian coach to coach in the English Premier League. Yeah, which is a massive. That's awesome. Like that's. Well, I mean, how long has the APL been around? Yeah, for, you know. Yeah, like, and it's not like soccer is a, a small sport here. Yeah, no. Like, it's, no. it's a massive sport. No, no, 100%. And he's just... And, like, it's it's just... It's another... It's, it's great that it's happened because it, it'll be awesome for soccer in Australia. Because, um, you know, outside of kind of Harry Kuehl, Tim Cahill and yeah. Mark Viduka, you don't really associate Australian soccer players with the best legs yeah. in the world. Schwarzer. Um, yeah, Schwarzer. Yeah. Um, and so... Brett Emerson, <laughs> and so it's good that he's he's done this because it'll I think it'll put soccer on the map even mm. more than it already is for Australia on a, for Australia on the yeah. world stage. So. Yeah, I'm just reading here. He he so he won three A leagues. Then he won the J League, which is the Japanese league mm. with Yokohama. Yep. Um, and then he won the Asian Cup with Australia. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was Australia's first ever major trophy. And in four years, he took them from rank 52nd to 25th in the world. Wow. In, in yeah, rankings, world rankings. Yeah, wow. Now, I don't know where we are now, to be honest with you. Yeah, wow. But that's... I mean, 25th. That's pretty impressive. That's got to be our highest. Yeah. Like, like, surely we haven't got top 25. Like, that's, you know... Actually, we might be now, because we made the... yeah. Made the round of 16 in the World Cup. But, yeah, he's an impressive guy. One of my favourites, um, just reading about his personal life here. Um, talking about intrinsic motivations before. Mm, mm. He says, my motivation is always to produce teams my dad would enjoy watching. Yeah, You know what I mean? That's a pretty pretty consistent uh, piece of motivation. It's always with you, even when you're losing or winning. Yeah. Um, so, he seems like he's got his head on right. Yeah. Not surprising that he... He's a great coach. I saw a um, I saw a video that pop up on my mm. Facebook mm. Uh, this week that I that I watched, mm. and it was Ange Postecoglou speaking to the Socceroos. Now I I don't actually can't actually remember what year it was, but mm. it, I think it must have been before the um, Asian Cup yep. final. Yeah. Um, and he said he's essentially the crux of the speech was, you know remember when you're walking out like who you're walking out for yeah, or who yeah. you're walking out with mm. you know and he sort of said look for me when I walk out there I'm walking out with my dad Yeah, yeah. and you know it seems like his dad he said my dad's like a really hard customer mm. like I, he said we came home from winning the semi-final or something like that mm. and you know instead of being like oh how good was that he's like well, why didn't you make that sub or yeah. you should have, you know, gone into a different formation at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, yeah, you're right. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, yeah. takes it on board. Yeah. So, it, sound, it sounds like he's got a really good perspective on things. Yeah, 100%. 100%.
and he kind of it seems like he gets the best out of the players. Yeah, yeah. And it just ta- it takes pressure off people yeah. if you tap into other things outside of just wanting to win. Yeah. Because you know, as as you know, or as anybody knows, you can't always control whether you win, um, but you can control. You know, thinking about who you want mm, to play for. Mm. So, it's good from him. Yeah, and he well, he came over here when he was five too. Yeah, yeah, five by boat. Yeah, nineteen seventy. It's impressive. Yeah, to just essentially build something from barely nothing, from absolute know, scratch, from nothing. Yeah, you know, and I'm sure his parents have worked hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So, hopefully, it goes well. It will be. I think. I think there'll be a lot of new Hotspur. You know, Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, fans new Aussies in, for sure. In Australia, for like sure. I'm, like, you just naturally will go, oh, how did Tottenham go? Exactly. I've been doing that with Celtic. Like, you look yeah. at Celtic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the Which Scottish Which is going to be League. so good for soccer here. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're right. You're going to have people. Like, I'm going to be following Tottenham next season. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because, especially because Tottenham's history hasn't been great. Like, they've yeah. they're, they're, they've chased a, a trophy for years now and fallen short on a number of occasions. So, if he can get them over the hump, mm. it'd be huge. That would be massive. It'd be huge. Would you say that if he wins an EPL title... That that is, that's one of the biggest Australian sporting achievements in history. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, okay. It's like, it's the hard it's the hardest league in the world, and like it's yeah, I think it would be. I think it would be massive. Yeah, because okay. it's it's not a, it's it's a hard like Tottenham has not had a good history in yeah, terms okay. of winning trophies, and um, you know the EPL is becoming more and more dominated by. I mean, it's always been dominated by the big clubs, but yeah, more so now. It's it's even harder to win. So, I think um, I think if he can do that, it'd be pretty pretty impressive. I I'd, I'd probably agree. Yeah. So my last thing to you is: Do you think does he take over from Graham Arnold as a Socceroos coach? I don't know. I don't think so. I think Tottenham's too big of a job. Or like, do I you think, think Graham Arnold stays on for another sort of yeah three th- years or two years and then? You know, yeah. Ange can come in or sees us through the next World Cup. Ange can come yeah. into the, you know. See, I reckon, I reckon Ange is because Ange has already coached Australia for four years. Yeah, true. So I, I don't know. I just think I think once you get to the EPL, you're beyond yeah, okay. international coaching. Yeah, right. Okay. Like I think it's more of a more of a local job or a coach who's in between, in between. roles. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's interesting. I'm sure he'll probably, hopefully, he has somewhat of a say to Graham. You know, yeah, selection. Anyway. Yeah, 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 helps out. It's a good. It's it's just it's good to have that connection from the top flight to Australia. Yeah, yeah. You know, naturally, he'll be looking at people here. So there you go, Ange. Well done, Ange. Well done, Ange. Uh, very impressive. I think that'll do us. Yeah, probably. Thanks, Connor. For another week of the knack. I hope everyone's enjoyed it. Uh, follow us on Instagram yeah. the knack rap and as always you know like and subscribe thanks guys see you later see ya